My name is Chloe Friedman, and I'm a public relations and communications professional. I may not have all the answers, but I'm willing to find them out with you. I'll help you communicate with yourself and others to find your goals and reach your dreams. I'm an expert in organization and prioritization. Visit winggirlpr.com for more information and follow me on Instagram at winggirlpr. Now, take the journey and find your wings. Okay, hello everybody. I know, I know, it's been a little bit since I uh, posted. Life has been a little crazy. I traveled a little bit. And I just had to honor the creative roller coaster and allocate time in some other places for the time being. But this is a topic I wanted to talk about because it's so relevant right now. It's actually relevant always. And when I, you know, first started recording podcast episodes, I Uh, jotted down a ton of thoughts and kind of as they come, you know, each week, I I continue to jot down thoughts. And this is something I jotted down very early on that I knew I wanted to speak about. Wasn't sure exactly how to approach it yet, but I've been thinking about it over time and put my thoughts together for you. So I want to talk about the fact that we're all marketers And, you know, when you think of marketing, I think there's a lot of things that people think of. It's kind of this wide umbrella term. Uh, Some people associate it with sales or design or maybe advertising or, you know, market, just finding your market and market research, uh, data, analytics. There's so much that goes into it. Uh, When I actually Googled, what marketing, the definition of it means, it said the action or business of promoting and selling products or services, including market research and advertising. Now, the capacity in which I want to talk about this, it's not just for business. So when I say we're all marketers, it's really about marketing yourself. So that's in life to other people, you marketing to yourself, you know, believing in yourself, marketing yourself to jobs and even to potential significant others and dating. But you can't look at it like it's a sales pitch or you're selling something to somebody. Uh, I don't think that's the right approach and that's not the approach I'm trying to Uh, convey in what I want to talk about today. Uh, It really comes down to finding and trusting your true authentic self and putting that into words and acting on it so people understand you in a nutshell. Now, I've talked about this before, and it comes down again to just knowing and owning your morals and values. I'll touch on that in a little bit again. And I think if you speak from that place of truth, you're being authentic to yourself. So I know these are kind of tough, uncertain times, and 
Some of you might be looking for a job right now or even using this time to kind of reassess and reevaluate your life, your career, where you want to be and making a career shift. So it's really a good time to redefine yourself and define who you really are, not only to yourself, but to the world. So I think that the most natural place to start is defining your elevator pitch. And so I want to talk a little bit about that and and how to do it. When we hear the elevator pitch, oftentimes we hear it in business. It's, you know, describe your business very quickly. And literally the whole point and why it got its name is if you are in an elevator with a stranger and you are going from, from floor one to floor five, can you describe and appropriately and um, efficiently convey what your business or what you do in those five floors. So when they step out of that elevator, they completely understand. So an elevator pitch is a short description that explains to you in a short period of time, you know, exactly what you're wanting to convey. So when I recorded the intro, it's kind of funny for this podcast, uh, it kind of forced me to look at myself and define my elevator pitch because what that's, you know, 15 seconds or 20 seconds of an introduction. And if somebody is listening for the first time, they have no idea who I am, what this podcast is about. How do I define what they're going to get out of it? How do I define who I am, what I stand for, uh, my strengths and what I'm here to help teach others? So it's not like, you know, I pulled things out and just said, well, I think I want to be good at this. So I'm going to say I am, or I want this podcast to be about this. So it's going to be, you know, I'm just going to say it. No, it was all things that, you know, I've gotten feedback and I've used real feedback from my professional life. So what coworkers tell me, what my boss tells me I'm good at, or what I've come to believe about myself. I used all of those things combined to make a statement. So first you want to ask yourself, you know, what's a list of things that I do well or things that I feel describe me or define me. And then once you have your list, I think the best thing to do is survey others And it's okay to do that. I know that this is about yourself and being true to yourself. And, you know, people are going to come in and say, oh, well, you should just listen to yourself. Don't care what others think. But oftentimes we're so blinded by what's right under our nose and we just can't see it. And it's very easy for other people to just come in and point out positive qualities or strengths. So then once you have, you know, feedback from others and you have your own personal opinions and thoughts, put them to paper and compare the two, you know, see where, what you think aligns with what others think. And maybe others challenged you to see something new about yourself. They, I never really pictured myself as a project manager until my job, which I've now been at this particular job for about four years. And, uh, I've repeatedly been told 
and positive feedback that, hey, you manage projects so well, you see everything through, you don't let them slip. Um, and so that's really something that I've come to value in myself and um, talk about and realize, you know, maybe I can help others with something because I, what I do seems to work for me. So, uh, you know, really take time to compare yourself to what others give you as the feedback. And it's interesting, you know, to see where you align. It's like one of those games where you have the left column and the right column and you have to match things up. How many matches do you get and how many differences do you get and why do you get those differences? You know, what do they see that you didn't see in yourself? So that's, that's pretty cool. Now, if you are someone who's looking for a job or looking for a career shift, obviously interviewing is a huge part of that process and something it's so trite and, you know, overused, but in the interview is tell me about yourself. And it's just, I think something that people conducting interviews use to open up a conversation and, it, you know, they don't necessarily want to know the play by play, uh, but they're trying to get a feel for you and, you know, can I get along with this person in the professional environment? Do we want them on our team? They're trying to get a feel for why you're there, what your values are, if they align with their, their values, if they're going to be your manager, if it aligns with the company values. So in the past, when I was younger, I remember, I think I've always been asked this question in an interview. And I remember giving a laundry list of saying, oh, well, when I graduated college, this was my degree. And then I went to work here. And then I left because I felt I needed more opportunity here. And I wanted to learn this. So I went here and just blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> I think that this is your opportunity to really use that elevator pitch that by this point, you should have practiced and defined and do tell them why you're here, but tell them, well, these are some of my strengths. This is what I love to do in my career. This is what I've done. I, for example, me live and breathe communications and public relations. I'm very passionate about it through my work experience. I've gotten to dip my feet in many different ponds, you know, expanding my skill sets, working with all different teams uh, and team members on different parts of the corporate team from finance to HR. And I'm here because X, Y, and Z. So practice, practice so that it becomes second nature and you feel comfortable and you feel confident so that when you are asked this, tell me about yourself, you have this awesome statement, confident statement. You can come through, you not only show a little bit of your personality, but you show your values and what you like to do, what you're good at, why you're there. And I think that is just so impressive to an interviewer. And this kind of brings me to that business and personal mix. And now if you're big into social, social media, something I think they always talk about is the ratio of, you know, making business posts versus personal posts. Like you can't be all sales and you can't be all personal. You have to throw in a little bit of each to have that right mix. Now I'm not a professional on that, uh, but so I don't know the exact ratio, but I just know that 
there is one and it's good to do that. So I kind of look at it the same thing here, even in defining your elevator pitch. You don't want to be all business. You don't want to be all personal, but it's good to throw in uh, something personal. You know, we can't be all of one thing. So adding that mix, I think is so important. It shows your character too. And they say that people want to hang out or hire someone who they can have a beer with. So let your true self shine through. Now that's not to say, oh, on the weekend I enjoy, you know, drinking with my friends at the bar, but what you want to do is relate your personal life to business. For example, I trained for a marathon and that discipline really carries into my professional life because I'm big on setting goals and creating daily tasks to achieve them. Now think about if someone came in in an interview and said that, now you not only learned something about them, you learned something about their personal life, but they related it related it <laughs> to the business and professional world. So you learned something about them on two levels. Now, going back to the topic of we're all marketers, something, a word that comes to mind is the brand, your brand. So you are your own brand. We're all a brand. So you need to find what aligns with your brand and brand alignment equals true authenticity. So take a look internally and externally. I actually read an article on brand alignment and it says that authentic brands understand themselves at the deepest level and they act in accordance with that understanding. So people can truly tell if you're being authentic or not. And this brings me to talk about change because what you were five years ago may not be what you are today. And that is totally okay. That's actually something I've really had to learn to accept. And in the last year or so, I've uh, finally, I think, coming to terms with it. But, you know, people would still define me as something I maybe was a long time ago. And I have this dissonance of, oh, they see me, they see me like that. So I should be seeing myself like that. But it's really okay to change. And you have to accept that who you are now could be different from who you are in the future, who you were in the past. And I hope it changes. It means that you're growing and you're not stagnant. So this process of assessing yourself internally and externally and your, your personal brand alignment, it might have to be repeated every so often. Do a check-in with yourself and make sure you're all still aligned assess your values. What are your current interests? What are your skill sets? You're probably going to have more skills now than you did a few years ago. So reassess all those things. Also do an external search. So how do you look from the outside? Once you've done that internal work and you really know who you are, is your exterior portraying that to the world, to your potential new job, to your potential new date, to new friends. So search yourself on the internet. 
I Google myself, you can set a Google alert. So anytime your name is used or something comes up relevant in your town to you, uh, it pops up. See what those listings are. See what images come up of you in the Google image search. Uh, Social media, take a step back and put on the shoes of somebody else and say, if they are seeing me for the first time, what what things do they see first? What photos do they come to see first? Do I have an about section written on my profile? Am I using silly quotes? Like what are they seeing? What is your appearance? And this is not shallow. You've already done the internal work. So appearance is really just a reflection of who you are in the inside. Um, and what your reputation and your exterior shell is to the world. And that is in itself a form of communication because before you speak to anybody, before you even know somebody, they see you first and they're already starting to form an opinion. So if you're on a job interview, are you dressing clean cut? Are you dressing for the job? I always have believed in dress the part. Um, and one of my professors in college, I actually took an interviewing class, which was one of my favorite courses. They told me, you know, wear your suit and dress very nice to a T overdo it, um, and be reserved, but always wear one thing that people will remember you by. So do you have green eyes like me? Maybe you want to wear like little green earrings and that'll really bring out your eyes and they'll remember, Oh, wow. That person who wore the green earrings, or did they have this special tie on when he came into the interview? Was his tie really nice or what a cool color or something that they might comment on or remember because you know, if you're going through an interview, they might talk to 50 people in a day and not only remembering your personality, but your exterior, how did you represent? Um, and that kind of goes to the fact that something I was told since I was little and it applies literally in every situation, but you are on stage from the moment you walk in the door. So I think there's like a Shakespeare monologue um, that said life's a stage you cannot deny. And it really is. And again, not um, being shallow or saying you're acting or putting something on, but every opportunity, every time we step outside, every time we get out of our car at an interview, walk in the front door, you're already being watched. And not just by the doorman, but by the reception person, you're being watched. How do you treat them? Do you say thank you? Uh, You don't know who anybody is when you're just meeting them, you know, or what kind of influence they have on that next opportunity for you. So I was always taught, you know, treat every single person you meet from the time you get out the gate in an interview, for example, with respect. And it should be the same way with anything. Um, say thank you to the reception person, get their name and say, Oh, you know, thank you, John, or thank you, Linda on your way out. Uh, and, the fact that you remembered their name and thanked them, they might go back there and say, wow, that candidate was really awesome. And now you're going to stand out. So it's how you represent yourself from the time you open your car door to the time you shut your car door from the time you open that door to the building, to the time you shut it. It's 
a first impression and first impressions are huge. They can be changed. (laughs) I know from firsthand experience, but a first impression is huge. So if you're being authentic and you're sticking to your morals and values and speaking from that perspective, you can go into everything in life with no doubts. Uh, Your first impressions, you should feel solid about them. You should feel good about them. And I know I talk a lot about morals and values, and I've even mentioned them in previous podcast episodes, but I believe they're almost like this filter or a lens in which you live your life through, right? So once you define your morals and values, they literally guide everything. They guide your decisions, they guide your needs, they guide your wants, and when you're able to just so fully know who you are and just speak from that point of view, define your elevator pitch, and be authentic, it all comes back to that authenticity, you're doing the marketing. You're selling yourself without having to sell yourself. You are putting exactly who you are out there with no qualms. And if someone doesn't receive you the way that you want to be received or you think you should be received, that is on them because you are being your authentic self. So I challenge you today to get out your notepad or your iPhone and get your notes out and write down some of these things. Oh, the dog now has the squeaky toy. Hey, bud, it's okay. So I challenge you, write down these things and then ask others, survey your friends, text a couple friends, say, hey, what do you think I'm good at? What do you think my values are? It's so fun to see the alignment or the disalignment. And let me know. My Instagram is at wingirlpr. I want to know the feedback. I want to know your thoughts and get out there, be yourself. And remember, we're all marketers.